So part of our job is connecting with people, connecting with the community. Sometimes we get discouraged because there are real obstacles and challenges. Sometimes we get discouraged because our expectation of what is supposed to happen is very unrealistic. It really takes a lot of work to get to know people. It takes intentionality. It takes focus. Did everybody hear what I just said? Do I have everyone's attention? It takes a lot of work to get to know people. It takes work. It takes prayer. It takes in, to be very intentional. I'm very intentional about getting to know my neighbors. There are times when I go for walks because I want to run into my neighbors, not because I feel like walking. And I will walk because I want to meet them and I want to talk to them and invite them. And so what I do is I have these are these little tracks are great for health fairs. You can put your invitations on the back. They're great for handouts. We're getting PowerPoints together so that you can have a successful, credible, balanced, attractive program for the community. We don't want, you know, if you photocopy something and it looks like this on the page, and, and I, I went to an event like that. I emailed them what I wanted printed out and I looked at the handouts and they were crooked on the page and half of them you could barely read. I said, what have, you know, what happened? <laughs> oh, we're running out of toner. Well, then go to Kinko's. <laughs> Put it on your charge card, but let's do it right. That's my opinion. Uh, that's going to tell people this is junk, the program's junk, the information is junk, and you're not very important. We can do better than that. Amen? The magazines, again, they deal with topics that are very salient to today's challenges. And we just got our last two in, these uh, the lessons on loss and... Um, chronic pain they deal with various uh, topics but these are all these are going to meet felt needs they create conversations they create conversations whether it's a person at the checkout line at the bank it's unbelievable if you have your materials with you God will create opportunities for conversations you will go back they will remember you we will always when my husband and I would go out to eat we would always put the tip sticking out of the magazine and um, we went to this one uh, Middle Eastern restaurant maybe once every three months. We gave the waitress one of these magazines with a tip in. We came back maybe two months later. She said, do you have any more of those mag magazines? I shared it with the ladies in the back and we would like some more. Well, we ended up giving her a living free book and, and, and she took Bible studies. She ended up getting Bible studies before she moved away, yes. No, this is not monthly, it is topical. And, when, and the way that we've designed the pricing on all of these, see you're paying $5 for a set of 12 here, and you're paying $5 for a set of 24. These are sample packs so that you have one of everything. But when you buy these in a set of 100, they come in packets of 100, they're $10 for 100. So you can reach 100 people for 10 cents a piece. So when you have a supper club invitation and you put it inside a little thing like this, what has happened to the perceived value of your event? And wh what has happened to it? If you put an invitation in this, do you think that says, hey, this is a top-notch event you're being invited to? This is valuable. And people will take time in their schedule when you give them something valuable like this. That's why these tools exist, so that you can cultivate the interest. That's in sales, that's what they call it, cultivating the interest. Then we, we talk, we've talked about supper clubs, supper clubs, supper clubs. What is a supper club? Well, that is a monthly gathering where folks come, they give a little donation, they, have, uh, they get a nice healthy meal, you hand out the recipes, beautifully decorated, and a little health lecture of some sort. And so it keeps people that there's something really nice that they can come to every single month. And it will spawn other programs. It will spawn a health club or a financial peace university or some other little event, a 5K or, yes? Have you found a day of the week I feel that you don't want to do this on a Wednesday night because of prayer meeting. I found that either a, that uh, what we do our Tuesday night works really well. Mondays are just exhausting to people. 
or they're getting over their hangovers, whatever. Tuesday night seems to work really well for a supper club, or a Thursday night works really, really well. An hour and a half, we have it from 6.30 to 8. We have a $5 donation request for the meal. People come in. Uh, we have a table full of materials that people can purchase. And uh, we give them the lovely meal. It's beautifully decorated. Everything looks fabulous. And um, some of the elderly people in the church, some of the women who, who just, they love to decorate. They're so good at it. They'll get things out of their yard or they'll go to the dime store, the dollar store. And uh, you can just create a theme that's just fabulous. In every month it's a different theme. Yeah, we did it when, when we do our uh, wellness works training workshops where we have you for a day, multi-church, and we train you from 10 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon. We do like a, a basically this type of a thing to ch train churches. And we had um, yellow tablecloths, and I sent my secretary to all the children's and stores and dollar store, and she bought uh, little toy construction workers and trucks and gravel mm -hmm. and signs. And so in the middle of every table, instead of the little plastic potted plant, you know, uh, we had a little gravel and it was like a construction site. People just loved it. It was fun. It creates an environment. And then I wanted to tell you about this. I only have two of them with me. Uh, this is put out by Hamlin Company and you, you know, you can buy them. They're just $10 a piece. I have these two left. But this is the most amazing, incredible woman who does supper clubs perfectly. You know, she looks perfect. Her hair is always perfect. She always matches. These are the people that you know will know how to do something just right. And so she's been putting on these supper clubs for many, many years. And when I got our teams together, when we got our church teams together, we said, okay, we've got a really good team built. Now we need in-servicing. What does it mean to be in-serviced? It means you get a professional in who knows what they're doing to teach you how to do now what you're assembled and ready to do. So she came and she in-serviced our 30 people. And this is her manual. It has 10 perfect meals in it and from A to Z how to put together a supper club. It's, just, it's a fabulous piece. She hates public speaking. I had to beg her to do it and everyone absolutely loved her. She's just wonderful at what she does, but she's not an upfront person. But this is a resource that she put together uh, for putting on. And, and she's the one that when she asks me to come to an event, I'll change my calendar to show up because I know that she's prepared the field, she's prepared the community, the church is ready. She'll have 180 people there. Oh, yeah. This woman knows what she's doing. She's good. And you get somebody like that. These are $10. There's only two. Um, but there's more, I mean, you can call her. So, yeah, so here, uh, I work with Hamlin Company, and here's where you barter with people for service. I don't have money. I don't have this. I don't Yeah, well, none of us have a lot of money. Here's what we did with, with the, these tracks. This is Hamlin, and you can get in touch with Madeline, who did this manual. She's Ray's wife. They run Hamlin Publishing. Ray wanted to have a health tract, okay? We wanted to be able to have something like this. So he said, okay, how's, let's do this. He said, I'll do the cover, you do the inside. We just bartered. We got it done. When Ray has a program, when Madeline have a program, they'll go, they will find out who the top 25 businesses are, money-producing businesses in the area, and they'll make posters and put it on their boards, in their cafeteria. There's so much that you can do that's so creative to get interests up. You don't have to have money, money. You don't have to throw money at everything. To, you can have beautiful posters that you do, print them off at Kinko's, and if you go to the top 10, 15, 20 businesses in the area, and you say, you know what? For every dollar that's invested in prevention, you can save $7 on your bottom line. How would you like to put up our poster? Because seven out of 10 visits to the doctor are stress-related. How would you like to improve productivity, and not just absenteeism, but presenteeism. What's presenteeism? You're there, but you're not doing anything. So all you have to do is get a few statistics together, and you go and you sell. And those companies will be happy to assist you. I've done lunch and learns for corporations, and then invite them to your event. We've got to start thinking bigger. Uh, so anyway, you want to get hold of Madeline and get this, and then when you actually run a program, well, it's on, we have tracks. You know, you can come get one of these tracks. It's on the back. 
and I believe we gave you tracks at the beginning of, um, of the session here. You should have some tracks. Well, if you don't, there's some up here. Come get them. So when we run a, a simple solutions program, I'm just going to run through this really, really fast. There are a lot of good programs out there. Oh, this one we gave the guts to, to um, someone that went to Jamaica, so never mind. Just a minute. Let me open the other one. They all have the same elements. But when you do one of these, you have an audio book so that you can take advantage of Automobile University and learn the book, learn the material in the book while you're driving, while you're stuck in traffic. Every time you have a session, this is a four session program, it will have four clips that you show. So there's a DVD clip. The owner's manual or the facilitator's guide has everything that you need to do, we call it evangelism in a box. It's a, it's a turnkey program so that you can hold a successful program with a small group of people with few resources for very little money, but still have a professional, cutting edge, credible program. So this has not only a, a manual that shows you what you're going to accomplish for each of your four evenings, you start with a tasting and mingling, then a welcome. We had, I think, 100 churches in Michigan run the Simple Solutions program when we, first, uh, when, we, when we first came out. And there was a little old lady in the Upper Peninsula. She must have been 80. She was assigned the welcome. She was just petrified. She kept calling me on the phone. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I can't memorize this welcome. And, and I, I said, you don't have to memorize it. This is just ideas. You do not have to memorize this welcome. It's just a way to learn how to say hi to people. And she'd call me and call me. And finally, I said, you know, you're 80-something. You've said hello to a lot of people. So all you have to do is stand up there and just say hello. Well, she finally... It was her evening, it was her turn to do the welcome, and she discovered that she had the gift of uh, hospitality once she stood up there. The brethren had to help her sit down. Ten minutes later, she was still talking, and people loved her. She'd stand at the door she had a little, with a little pocket full of lozenges. If anybody coughed, she'd give them a lozenge. I think people came just to see her. But anyway, so we have a welcome. Then you show a DVD clip. There's a handout and a discussion about the DVD, so it's interactive. Then the lifestyle feature, which you've seen some of those. Haven't they been fun to watch? Those are there. And then a scripted PowerPoint. You have a scripted PowerPoint program, which you can edit and change yourself. Here's some of the pictures. And then there's the breakout session, which we've done a few of those. But what we did additionally for small churches is we went ahead and went to a television studio and we did all the PowerPoint programs and all of the lifestyle features. We produced them professionally with beautiful graphics so that you can either just watch them to learn or you can show them. If you're afraid to do the PowerPoint, you just plug it in and it will run. So that's uh, basically what this is. And the whole idea is you want to hold uh, intense, you want to hold supper clubs or something, health fair, marathons, whatever, whatever it is that's going to bring people to your church over a period of time. Then you hold a program. This is just four meetings. And then those people are going to have a wonderful time. They'll go and get their friends for the next events. The next thing is just more supper clubs. You don't want to kill people with work and too many programs. So a few months later, four or five months later, do another, pro do another one, and they'll bring their friends. So the idea is you want to keep people with you. Would CHIP work with this? Absolutely. Win wellness? Yes. As a matter of fact, in rural areas, what we have churches doing is in the winter when everyone is snowed in and it's too far to drive to church, they'll do the Homes of Hope program in their neighborhood with their neighbors, and it's an eight-session program. Then in the spring, they're ready to drive to the church for a supper club. They have supper clubs for a few months, then you do something like this, or you can do it in your home. Uh, there are all kinds of things that you can do. You can do health fairs, uh, but just having something steady and consistent, and you work with your pastor. We went to our pastor with a big, pay, uh, just a shopping bag, a brown shopping bag and a magic marker, and we had two years, a, t a line with hash marks, and we worked with him. He worked with us and told us which months would be good to hold events, which months summer vacation or camp meeting or he's holding a reaping series and we actually just set the whole two years 
in, in, a, in, in a harmony with his schedule so that we could lead the people through these events right into a reaping series. It's pretty exciting. You also want to make sure that the, that the programs begin with something light and casual and fun, but lead up to more personalized and more involvement. So if you're going to hold a clinical program, like a CHIP program, and we're putting a 12-week clinical program together in Michigan that we're going to actually market, but you don't want to start with that. It's better to start with the friend making, the casual, and then you build up. Now, the bus stops all along the way. People are going to get on and off the bus all the way. But your, your, your mind is on reaping. And in order to have reaping, you've got to build personalized relationships. And that doesn't happen here. Somebody may go through a highly personalized clinical program, and they really don't know you, and you really don't know them. And then you part company, and you'll never see them again. And the success that they have in their personal goals doesn't even stick very long. So we have to think, how can I establish the type of friendship where we really miss each other when we're apart, where we really want to be together, where when we mess up in our lifestyle goals or personal goals or a calamity, we know who to call because we've built trust. Also, giving highly personalized information should never occur at the beginning of a relationship. Because they have a health history, they have social, cultural, and contextual considerations that you can't possibly consider. And so it takes time to know the dynamics of a person's family and culture and history and their, the things that run in their family, all these things. You know, we analyze people, give them a list of things to do, and expect them to change immediately, never mind if the relatives will never speak to them again. But that's your problem. Now you're going to suffer for the faith. Are you kidding? You know, the Bible says, he that winneth souls is wise. So it takes time. So highly personalized, specialized information, first of all, should be done by health professionals. Otherwise, keep the information general so that we do no harm. Because we can bring unintended health consequences on people. And our materials are designed so that we qualify what we say. Natural remedies is a perfect example. If you put a diabetic's feet in hot water, I mean, there are hot foot baths that can cause, cause amputations in the wrong population. So we have to know what we're doing. Okay, let's talk just a little bit about this plan. First of all, we're reaching a postmodern mind. Remember Goliath? He, that was a problem from without. And we, we do face a problem in society. The postmodern mind is beyond rationalism. Rationalism or modernism was the idea that man has a solution, his intellect, his wisdom, uh, his scientific knowledge can solve all problems. Well, that began to dissipate with uh, the advent of the atomic bomb because what did we do with this knowledge? We destroyed a lot of lives. And so postmodernism shifted in the 20th century into postmodern mindset. Modernism is uh, my, that man is inevitably going to progress and get better. Uh, science is a god. Human reason solves all problems and a meaningful worldview in that context. But postmodernism teaches that knowledge does not improve man. It's a rejection of cause and effect. Man defines his own truth. There are no absolutes. Life is meaningless. And so there's kind of a discouraged attitude out there that there's really nothing... Everything is squishy. There are no hard absolutes. There's no value. Everything's meaningless. And it's not a new philosophy. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did what was right in his own. Well, if it's right for you, it's right. You see, that's the philosophy of today. But this is the very atmosphere that is God's opportunity because hopelessness creates a need for God. Postmoderns need love and hope security, meaning, purpose, worship, structure, values, health, and community. You know what? They get bad lab tests. So what feels right for them isn't acting right in their body. It's a great way for us to remind them that, yes, there are laws. There are moral laws. There are social laws. There are financial laws. And these laws are for our good when we can understand uh, the God who gave them to us. We've already been through this chart the pieces for long-term success. But I just can't emphasize enough how much we need to really focus on all of these because for one person, this may be the big piece 
or this, or this. It might not be the vegetarian supper per se. It may be the social environment within your supper club or a connection that is made within that supper club with another human being who needs to work with a physician or etc. Um, oh, I don't know why that's morphed funny, but what we'd want to do in our programs is we want to combine motivation. I hope that you have left class every single day encouraged and not discouraged. It's a very, very important principle. And, it's, and the more lethal and scary the information is, the more important it is to be in, encouraged. I mean, what if you were the person sitting there with either a weight problem or, or, uh, or cancer or depression, and you have people shrapneling you with information, uh, making you feel ashamed and guilty. No, that's not, our, that's not what we're here for. We're here to add value to people's lives. And that's the way you sell your program to the church and to the pastor. We're not coming in with the health message. The church needs the health message. We've been ignoring it for, no, we wanna add value. We want to reduce your stress, Pastor. We want to add value to the church members' lives by creating a welcoming environment that's wholesome. You know, who's going to say no to that? Well, a few people. But God can help. He'll fix it. The children of this world are, in their generation, wiser than the children of light. Sometimes we have the idea that just because we have a good idea and it's right, that God is just going to zap everybody and it's all going to work and, and we don't have to plan or organize or do any hard grunt work. And the opposite is true. Uh, we have to work very hard. Now, this is a very, very interesting sociologic pattern. And we want to be very well aware of it because we, d we create programs. Well, only 12% of the population is at an action phase where they're going to be interested in a program. That's it. Most people, 80% of the population, are unaware and not interested in what you have. Our job is to create interest. We hand out one thing, oh, they're not interested. I just knew this wasn't going to work. I, I just can't figure. Well, 80% of the population is waiting for you to create an interest. If you're in sales, you go out and you create an interest in your product. That's what Dane would do. He would create a sense of need. It, have you ever walked into a store or heard a commercial and you were absolutely fine until you walk in the door? All of a sudden you think, my bathroom is a shambles. My towels don't ma match. I've got to have a new carpet and blah, blah, blah. Because you've been bombarded with this creating a need. So we want to create a need. Most people are either unaware or they are aware, but they've made no commitment or they have an intention at some point, some hazy kind of thing, but no specific goal. This is where we use the tracks and the magazines and the supper clubs. That's to create interest. Then, when you're ready to have a program, the action phase is actually a six-month process. How many of us understand? You know, I used to think, I'll be honest with you, I used to think I'd hold a four-session a four program and everybody's going to be forever changed and ask for Bible studies. But the reality is that when someone decides to make a change, it takes six months for it to stick. And then maintenance is considered what? Modest success after six months. Now let's look at Jesus' model. First, he mingled with the people as one who desired their good. He handed out this stuff. He met the needs. Oh, you've just lost your job? This, here's a, there's an article in here called um, Downsized, Jobless But Not Hopeless. Maybe this would have some practical information for you, and I'm going to, uh, you know, meet with you on a regular basis, whatever. He met needs. Then he won their confidence. Say, people will say, I just got a call today on the phone. The lady said, my sister told me about these magazines. The information is wonderful. But you know what else is telling her it's wonderful? It's not just the information. She could get this wonderful information off the web in five minutes. What else is it that tells her that this is wonderful? It's attractive. This appeals to the most modern mind. So... 
and plus God's blessing. You know, we're asking the Lord for souls, right? So he won their confidence. And then, then he had a program. <laughs> then he taught them the truth. And he said, follow me, follow me. That's the progress process. Every church member should be engaged in some line of work for the master. We want to create on-ramps so that other departments are involved with wellness ministry, that, that we're all working for one another. We want to edify those other departments. So if, if, women's, if we can assist women's ministry and facilitate their event or turn a supper club into a women's event, if there's a topic that they want addressed, for instance, when our, and I've said this before, but our vacation uh, Bible school, we had all of the um, parents get one of these, and we designed a supper club with an a beautiful invitation, inviting them to learn how to do healthy, inexpensive school lunches. We had to be aware of what was going on in the Vacation Bible School, and we, are, we, we told the Vacation Bible School people, you're doing an amazing job for God. We want to assist you in your work. We want to bless you, and we want for your population to move into this so that you can continue to work with the people that you're laboring for. Otherwise, what happens? you got one little person working for those people and the parents and this and that, and nobody's paying any attention. There's no connection. And so then what happens? The next year they have another vacation Bible school. What? And, and, and you get no reward for your labor. What if we were to create a bridge for that event, to try to minister to that whole population that we can't reach? It's an organizational thing. <laughs> Everyone should do his utmost to roll back the tide of not only disease, but also distress that's sweeping over the world. Many would be willing to work if they were taught how to begin. Hasn't that been what this day has been about? We've had done leadership training today, organizational model, how to use quality materials over a long period of time so that we actually get long-term results. And we have the blessing of God on this work. By giving us the cooperation of the holy angels, he's made it possible for our work to be marginally successful. After 15 years of supper clubs, two baptisms, are you kidding? I don't, I don't think so. But success, don't miss this, success will seldom result from what kind of effort? Scattered. scattered effort. We've got to have an organizational model that's going to get results. The united influence of every department is required. And this is our opportunity because health ministry, it should be a component of every department in the church because everybody in the church needs wellness. So we want systematic coverage of the field by workers, church members, Pathfinders, other ministries, and we are doing this in Lansing, and it's such a blessing when the personal ministries people go out with uh, their, with whatever they're doing, whether it's surveys or health, or whether it's glow tracks or whatever, we'll give them for, for a radius 1,000 supper club invitations for them to have some reaping. Uh, we want to have regular events at the church, especially by word of mouth advertising. We have changed the paradigm in our church at Lansing and we have said, look, our, these programs are the landing place for the work that you individually do. And until we understand that, if we keep leaning on the program to do the work, the individual work that has to be done, let's go back to this again. Unaware, not interested, aware, no commitment, intention, don't no go. This, a program can't meet this, cannot. Oh, randomly, you'll have somebody show up. There's a story every now and then. But this is the work the members do. The action phase is where your program comes in. We want to have regular events over at least a two-year period because you will be asked, what does your population look like in 18 months? What do you want your population to look like in 18 months? If you have 45 people, from the community. We have an average of 60 people coming every month to our supper club event. In 18 months, how much can I realistically expect? What percentage, what's in of that population that should be ready for a reaping event and getting some actual lifestyle goals met? We have specific numbers in mind. 
progressive programming that moves from per general to personalized events. This is an, another way that we plan our programming so that you move people into a more personalized, intimate journey over a continuum of time so that we can get spiritual results for the kingdom. What we have, we have plenty of pro beautiful programs, materials at the entry level, the tracks, the magazines, uh, Many, all these beautiful ministries here have amazing programs, web ads, uh, media, those things are available. What we need in the churches, and some small churches are only going to be able to have two. But as I said, if you have ten people, two teams of five. You want to build backup systems. You want to create on-ramps to other departments. This is essential that they be part of the larger picture. You want to have a plan for marketing your message and member participation and some kind of budget. We, we didn't have a budget for the first four months and we have 95 in attending. The thing that's thrilling to me is that we have so many church members coming. That's been really exciting. But the members of our team understand that it's part of their job to commune at the gate with the brethren in Israel. It's their job. So this is just a, one of the two-year plans that we're doing, Homes of Hope, uh, and then Monthly Supper Club, then Health Expos, a four-session Simple Solutions, followed by several, three or four months, Supper Clubs, then we'll do a Fit for Life or something along that nature. Going on to a clinical program at the end of the 18 months, winding up in an evangelistic series. So that's, that's our model. We want to have coordinated church teams, intra-district training. So if you have people in your district that are really superior at what they do, have them come in in-service, your group. At the conference level, we, you should have people to help steer the vision. If you don't, you know, just pray for some godly leaders. We have to pray without ceasing. Keep the faith. Work as a team. Be steadfast and immovable, knowing that your work in the Lord will never be in vain. But when we're random, we're going to get random results, period. And I'm not interested in that. I want results, not only for people's personal health goals, but for the kingdom of Christ, because he's coming. And one of the reasons that we've been given this message is to help people prepare for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Have I not written to you excellent things in counsels and knowledge that I may make you know the certainty of words of truth that you may answer words of truth to those who send for you? Don't you like that option? That God has said that light seekers will be brought to light bearers. We want evidence-based materials. We want to teach sound biology and physiology that's nutritionally balanced and build on the basics. Theologically sound, free from liability, and avoid overstatements and sweeping generalizations. Most of all, we want to fill people with hope. We don't have to have all the answers, but we have to have the love of Christ. There are th people that will come to your program who are dying. And we want to give them that blessed hope. Remember, evangelism is a process. It's a very personal process, not an event. When we give ourselves wholly to God and in our work follow whose directions? His directions. And there are organi... Look, if you look at Moses, when I did my master's degree in public administration, I had to create an organizational model, a city revitalization plan, and I used the book of Deuteronomy as the model. Swift and impartial justice, chain of command, you know, uh, uh, there are so many principles. Deuteronomic law, the, our entire constitution and country and government are based on. Mm -hmm. And so, to ha I love what my husband said, I've said it before, the reason they call it organized crime is because it's organized. <laughs> Prayer is not going to take the place of organization. So if we can understand some basic principles of organizing people, rallying the saints, encouraging people, and having a model that is going to make room for growth, that's what we have to do. Plan for growth. He will make himself responsible for its accomplishment. He would not have us conjecture as to the success of our honest endeavors. Doesn't mean they're perfect. Doesn't mean we're not going to make mistakes. Not once should we even think of failure. We're to cooperate with one who knows no failure. 
Our mission at Michigan Conference is to provide tools for successful evangelism so that you can do your part in training fellow church members to win souls for Christ. All right, we're done. Yes, sir. Sir. Ma'am. Sir. Yes. Uh, the other thing I was going to mention, I don't know if it's in the other programs, but I know in Living Free, you also have a plan there so many months ahead. You know, I forgot. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Thank you, Jerry. Jerry uses these programs, uh, and it does have a section in here on planning your program, how to, what to do three months, six months out, three months out, two months out, team building, what the pros and cons of what type of facility. Very, very practical. So, yes, thank you. Thank you, Jerry. I, I appreciate that. You need to take my place, really, because you're really good at running these programs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Then you do this. I'm going to go do an evangelistic series in, in July, and I'm just scared to death. But we'll see what happens. All right. Are there any? Are you, are you a part of the Hamlin? I just partner with Hamlin. We partnered together creating the tracks. They design our magazines. Um, we are just in a great Christian partnership together. Lifestyle Matters is a Michigan Conference ministry. Yes, this is Lifestyle Matters. Hamblin is our publisher, and they do the design and that type of thing. All right, are there any? Yes. I have taken materials from these. And I did, I've done all the PowerPoints for all of these programs, but I will t I've taken pieces of them, and when I go out and do my own programs, I morph them for training purposes. So I have to make them more general. When you go through a program like this, it's going to be a little slower and more specific. I have to paint with a broader paintbrush, or if I have to do a specific topic on diabetes or, or obesity, I will take basic information and dietary facts, lifestyle facts, and then I will get specific information for a program that I'm doing, which you can do as well. You, you will create your own programs, which we want you to do. Yes? Um, at our church, we have um, Take Charge of Your Health, and we have a doctor that does a topic like once a month. And so like if we did the supper club, would that be like maybe uh, like a week before his topic? Like could we have them both the same month? Because I know you said you kind of go for like an 18 Yes, whatever, whatever works in your community and with your people. What, what we do with our invitations, we print up beautiful postcards that are about this big, uh, four color, and on the back it has, you know, it has on the front what the topic is and the dates and where, and then on the back uh, more information and then meet your speaker. And it has the picture and the credentials of the person that is giving the thing. And we, tr we write it in such a way so that you, it creates an interest in wanting to come. And we always have fun elements. We have prizes, and we just do surprise things that make it a very, very pleasant evening to attend. So I guess I was just asking about, because um, you mentioned the clinical part in there, where we have professionals, so I didn't know whether... Well, having a professional is a great thing for a supper club. Yes, yeah, so you can do it yeah, but when we do our clinical, we're going to be doing lab tests. We're going to be coaching these people, following them for 12 weeks, tracking results. It's more expensive. It'll be several hundred dollars. So that's not the same as a $5 supper club, but we're moving them in that direction. Yes, Pam. I just wonder if I can look at one of those books. Supper club? Sure. Thank you. Okay. Um, one of the ones that we did was like Hamburger Harry here, uh, but that's Hamlin Company. They just do this wonderful creative work, and they create these posters for us. So I, I, I used to have them with me, and I don't this time. I'm sorry, but they are very attractive. Yeah, on our bag, if you, look, if you come and get one of our plastic bags, there's a sub sandwich with teeth, and it looks like an alligator. 
and it's diet and stress is what you're eating eating you. It's very cute, and that was our ad for the. And then foods for thought. It's a it's a P, and it opens, and one of them is a light bulb. But this is creative people doing this, not me. I they work in the art department, and so they they create these great things. Yo, oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. What they do is they come up with a format and then you they will put your information. They even will have a web you can have your own website for registration. So you have a web page and the and the ad leads them to the web page. They write up press releases, radio spots. Uh, there are lots of ways to advertise. What's the constitution? I don't I don't. It depends on your demo how many people you want to reach and how much you want and all that. And I don't do the marketing end of it but very nice materials. And there are some churches that just do up their own ads and make their own posters, and that's fine too. Um, so uh, it's really nice to get in the food section of the paper, have an article and an ad all in the same time. That works real well, but, but there's timing. My husband used to do a presentation called Marketing Your Message, and he was a media guy, and he would, he would help us to understand when to get the ads out, when's the good time to send them, how to, mar how to blanket an area. But Ray told me confidentially, and, he, and they, they will help you with, at Hamlin Company with all of this, and it's a very good adjunct. We are mailing to a demographic right now for the, the program that I'm doing, the Simple Solutions program. I, it begins Tuesday when I get back. We already have 95 in attendance, but we want, we're now doing a strategy re, trying to reach a demographic, and we, we, have, we have mailed to a demographic of people with $100,000 income or more because they typically don't respond to uh, evangelism meetings, but they'll come to something like this. And the last time we did that, we got 180 people. So, um, but Ray will tell you that there is no substitute for individual church members inviting friends, coworkers, and neighbors. There is no substitute. He said we wouldn't have to mail out anything if we did that. And we've shown that to be true, because just in a very short time, we have almost 100 people attending this thing. It's beyond my wildest dreams. I couldn't, I couldn't even take it in. I wasn't expecting it. And, uh, and so, but the ch we just are there at, on Sabbath after church twice a month. We're there with an invitation tucked in a magazine, and we have them, and like waiters and waitresses, hi, you know, do, do you have some friends that you would like to invite to the supper club this week? We, we, you know, we're backing, we're walking with them while they're, and how many, how many, not would you like to, but how many people do you know that you think you could invite to this event? Would you like to have some magazines? How many would you like? And they'll take two, three, four, and we've had people show up that I, I never would have dreamed. They've never shown up to anything in years. Matter of fact, our team leader for one of our three teams, they haven't done anything in 15 years, and they are team leaders, and they are amazing and she was scared to death she said I'm so scared I haven't done anything and I said yeah it is scary I'm not going to tell her it isn't scary of course it's scary I'm scared but that's what being a disciple is it's committing to something huge and working together so um, she loves it her and her husband just love it but because we have three team leaders she only has a responsibility once every three months and that really makes a difference. You will get people to join if they know that they don't have to do the whole deal every single month. You have other people that are going to step in and lead. It's just a fantastic organizational principle because people will be more likely to say yes. Remember, you want to think about every single objection before you ever ask anybody to do anything. And the objection, the number one objection is, I don't have time. How do you meet that objection? You create a model that won't require them to be there every single time. Any other questions? Yes, ma'am. She wanted to know who cooks. We have people on every team that collaborate, yes, on the meals. So simple, yep, just extra stuff. Do you do vegetarian? Vegan, yes, every meal is vegan. Total plant-based and uh, simple, not too many things, but it's very beautifully presented. You know, you go to a five-star restaurant, how much food do you get on the plate? You pay for it, but the way it looks, so we're all about it looking beautiful, the tables are beautiful, the serving area is gorgeous, 
and we give them a gourmet serving. The, the way that the regulations are, you cannot use uh, church kitchens and even school kitchens for public events anymore. It's very, in, in a lot of areas. I don't know how it is all over the United States, but in Michigan, they have to prepare the food and then bring it in to the church, and we can heat it there. It works out fine. We bend the rules. We cook the noodles there. Okay, we boil the water and put the noodles in the pot, and somebody may get arrested. I'll have to take responsibility for that. I don't know. It's, it's, health, it's health department regulations that you, you have to have a commercial license, big commercial stoves with a hood and all this. It's just, it's just so nonsense. It's not that you have of well, it's not potluck. We have an organized... Well, if you were to on a Sabbath, oh. how do you handle Sabbath lunch? Oh, we, don't, we haven't done that. We haven't done a Sabbath lunch. This is for evening supper clubs. I don't have anything to do with Sabbath potlucks. I don't know who does. So, yes, you just prepare it, get it ready, and oh, it's a lot of fun. It's easy. It's not too bad, really. Well, because of the laws, yeah, because of the health department laws. But your church can get that permission. Yes, you can, and there are churches that have the funds to to create a a commercial kitchen. A commercial kitchen is twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. And we've tried to tell them, you know, we're not deep frying. We don't need one of those hoods. But, you know, they're not going to listen to that. You've got to get all the equipment. Yes? Vicki, when you're talking about going from one program to the other, sometimes people think that's the follow-up. And, you know, with my, I'll, I'll put my coaching hat on. Mm -hmm. If we can go deep mm -hmm. each time, that's the follow-up where it, after each program or during the programs we're connecting with people oh yes getting relationships yes and the follow-up happens hopefully individually yes every week afterwards as yes. opposed to just oh, we do our follow-up with another program yes you know thank you for sharing that because that's socially in a healthy integrated community that's what should happen but because we're such an isolated society we actually have to be taught how to be social anymore and how to create a connection where let's meet for lunch next week or I'd like to walk with you. We live in the same community. Let's walk together. One of the guests that comes to my supper club every month, we walk several times a week together. She lives in my neighborhood. And so we have a relationship that goes way beyond several of my neighbors, way beyond the, the actual event. So yes, the, that event is only a landing place for a relationship that should be working with these people. And that's something that the leader teaches. Thank you for sharing that. You know, also with that, that um, to discover what their need is, yes. sometimes we put on a program right. that we have a need. Right. And when they come, the interaction that the church members have is to discover what is the need they have, and then can I partner with you yes. in helping you reach that? that right. They're trying to lose weight and say, you know, it's hard to do on your own. Why don't we get together and either walk, let's get together, or, or come over to my house and we'll cook supper. And All at, those things are Very, very important. And we also have an evaluation form uh, that is on every table for every person every month because try going to one of your team members and saying, you know, that soup you made for 90 people was really blah. But if they see... 25 evaluation forms that say, you know what, it could have used some salt, then it becomes less personal and it becomes how can we improve the program rather than fault finding. So the evaluation form is a way that we constantly try to touch base with how can we do better, how can we serve you, what do you need, what can we do together on this journey of wellness and this social time that we have together. Is this certificates of graduation? I do. They're already signed. I didn't know you folks were graduating from this. That's pretty good. Any other questions? You've been a delightful class. How many of you are encouraged and inspired, want to do something big for the Lord that gets results? All right. You've been a great class. And uh, let's have uh, a little graduation service here.
and I'm really proud of you. You've really earned this. It's not easy to sit for so many hours. Okay, so let's see. I don't see a name on here. Oh, it's so big. That's why. <laughs> Margarita. That's me. Beautiful name. Patricia. Peter. Thank you. Annette. <coughs> Melinda. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Linda. Melinda Haley. <laughs> Lisa. Lisa Hurley. Okay. Would you hand that to Lisa? Catherine. Okay. Rick. He should get two, shouldn't he, for running the camera? Linda. Pauline. Our lunger. Mary. Akuli. Okuli. Ruth. Jerry. We know Jerry. Susan. Tally. Boy, you did well showing up, didn't you? Vincent. Vincent. Wonderful. Yeah, use the tracks. That that's a great. You know that will. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk. Anything that we can do to help you? Congratulations to all of you. And I, you know, the remember this. The Bible says, "Who has despised the day of small things?" If you have a supper club and six people show up, praise God. That six people that weren't there before. Lady and Marshall did that for months. She just had the same six people showing up, and after a couple of years, she had 85 people coming every month, including the mayor. So. Small or big really isn't, it's, God is not in a numbers game. He's not. But we want to maximize the opportunity for expanding. And that's what this, these principles, we do not despise small groups. But let's, let's create an environment for growth. All right, I'm, let's have prayer as we finish. I'm going to ask God's blessing upon each one of you. Father in heaven, I want to thank you for this dedicated group of people who have spent funds time, resources, and prayer in order to assemble together to learn how to win souls for your kingdom. Lord Jesus, I pray that as each one thinks and contemplates how to put a long-term series of events together in their church, that you would work on the hearts of the pastors, leaders, that you would go before them, that the angels will prepare hearts to be part of an exciting uh, group that will work harmoniously to achieve a grand purpose for your kingdom. Lord, please give each one courage and wisdom as we go forward. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. This media was produced by Audioverse for the NAD Health Summit. If you would like to learn more about the NAD Health Summit, please visit www.nadhealthsummit.com Com. Or, if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.